and welcome to Bad Benches Podcast, Episode 3, featuring The Office, Season 4. I am your co-host, Laura, and this is my co-host slash mom, Trish. Hey! So, we're going to go ahead and get started with Episode 1 of Season 4. It's called Fun Run. So, we start this off on a high note as Michael hits Meredith with his car. Wait a minute. I just like wait. There, wait. You forget the opening scene, which is like the funniest. Yeah, where thing. he hits Meredith. No, 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 no. That was that was later. wasn't Wasn't the opening scene where he's talking to the camera and he opens the door to his bedroom and Jan is like sprawled yeah, across the bed. Yeah, that's part of it. And he goes and Jan's asleep and he goes, "This is what I have to come home to." <laughs> and then I thought he gets in the car and goes. Well, yeah, it's work. like it's all part of one yeah. scene. So it's like him like getting up in the morning and he's talking about like how good he's been and, like, all the great things he's been doing. And then he's like, things are going well. And then he, like, hits Meredith. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's that was awful. That's just such a great, like, not just an episode opener, but the season opener. Like, that's, <laughs> wow, way to start that off on, like, such a, like, just a great note right there. Oh, man. And that really elevates, too, like, this is the point where we see Meredith for like, start to kind of get her characterization, you know? I feel like we haven't really seen her a lot before. And now she is starting to come into her own with this action. This, this isn't the one. It's a little, no, I don't a little know. It's a, I'm thinking of a different episode. Because there was a really good episode with Meredith in it that I laughed out loud. It was so funny. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> is it with the Christmas party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That one. I think that's later. Okay. Um... But yeah, so... Yeah, so this is the one. Okay, so Meredith, she goes to the hospital, and he goes in... Well, okay, he goes into the office, and he's like, Meredith got hit by a car. <laughs> they did <laughs> their best to save her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, like, can you happened? imagine someone, like, delivering news to you in that way? <laughs> That's like... It's crazy terrifying oh my god but it's so funny and yes like, of course michael wouldn't even think twice about saying that stupid shit so yeah so they then they go to, they all go to the hospital to to visit her yeah and is it michael that ties the balloons to her iv yes ties the balloons. yeah and and then dwight is talking about pulling the plug because it's costing so much to, yeah he's, what if he says, he says it can like, power like a fan, a light bulb, for, a fan like, for two days, days. <laughs> With no he's like, <laughs> and she's sitting there like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> she's like, don't pull the plug. Oh, and this is the one too with sprinkles. Oh, <gasps> uh, okay. When Dwight so, is babysitting sprinkles. I, the cat. If I had to have a couple in the office to be like, that was like me and my significant other, it would be Dwight and Angela. What, you want to be? Angela and you want to find a Dwight? No, it just like I really appreciate their relationship for reasons that you will find later. Oh, cuz it's a okay. It's an ongoing storyline. Yeah, yeah. But like I just think they're meant to be together. Yeah. They have a lot yeah. of problems and like obviously things that they need to work out. I mean, clearly if Dwight fucking like kills Angela's cat, but like Okay, well technically he great. didn't admit that he killed the cat, but he killed the cat. He did something to the cat, and the cat passed he out. Put it, he, no, he, he put it in the freezer. It, no, he said he put it out of its misery. No, but no, but then he put it in the freezer, and the cat was not dead. Remember, yeah. she said that 
The peas? Why were the peas all clawed well, he up thought or something she, like He that? thought he had killed it. Oh, okay, okay. Because he was like, she was miserable. Like, I put her out of her misery. Like, she was living a horrible life. Like, barely. Because, I mean, you know, when she tells him to go there and she's giving him the instructions of everything he needs to do, it's like a laundry list of things that are, like, barely right, keeping right, this right. poor cat, you know, afloat. Yeah, it's very specific. Nobody yeah. could have followed that. Yeah, that, and yeah. it's so much, and, you know, he's like, take care of an animal or that kind of stuff, so it's not good. But, um, but yeah, so Dwight goes to care for the cat and puts it down, but doesn't do so properly, so the cat's still alive when he drops oh, it in so the freezer. Sad. It's really it ho- is horrible. It's, it's horrifying. It's hilarious for the purpose of the show, right, but, like, right. it, yeah. if you thought about it in actuality, it is, like, very, very, very tragic. And it's is it all in this episode, too, that they do the fun run? Yes. They, they raise yeah, money they for raise, Meredith. Yeah, it's called for, Fun Run. Yeah. For... It's the Michael it's Scott... Uh, Mike. Yeah, Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Fun Run Race for the Cure. That's right, because when she was in the hospital, the doctor was asking, and she had said that she had gotten bit by a bat, the bat because of the episode where Dwight caught the the bat, and he caught it on her head with a bag over her. That's how she got, like, rabies. Yeah, and so so Michael was like, I've I've actually saved her because now she can get her rabies shot or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So he's all like happy about it. Well I guess a rabies shot wouldn't work if you've already already have rabies, right? Yeah, probably not. So but you know. But anyway, yes, yeah, so they do Oh, okay, so this is the fun run and this is where Michael <laughs> is thinking he's gonna win this carbo-load. and he carbo loads, <laughs> but it's like the wrong way. Okay, I've never understood how you actually carbo load. Okay. So all all week long or before you race, you're just eating protein, right? Yeah. And then like the night before you eat pasta, you eat carbs and it's supposed to give you extra energy like cuz because of the way carbs are digested. I don't know. I can ask my sister exactly what it D- is. Like does but it actually work though? Like They say it does. They say it does. I would be so stressed out. Like I don't think I could do that. I'd feel so gross I, in the morning. I, I don't think that my the way I would do it, I would like notice anything. Because yeah, there's no way well, I can cut out all carbs, 100. percent You know, but but it's serious like runners, like I guess, eating I've done bread it. before bed every night and waking up feeling like we've had a cup of coffee. You know, I mean, no, it's it's not. Quite that's like the that. logic that I follow, and it doesn't work. So I don't understand. No. So anyway, but yeah, but I he, hope, doesn't he carbo load with like? I hope is like doing really well by now, so people comment on that this episode and yell at me for why I don't understand <laughs> carbo loading. <laughs> Well, you've never looked it up before, right? I mean, I've never like it's just how your body processes athletic in my entire life, right? So. Right, different foods. It's like my doctor at one point said, you know, like I was trying not to eat sugar, yeah. and she's like, "You eat a cup of pasta. It's like eating a cup of sugar." Yeah. So it's so it's kind of like that. It's like you you yeah. put sugar in your body, and it kind of hypes oh, you yeah. up like that. Oh, I, well, I think that's a very simplistic sugar? version. I uh, think it's different. I don't know. Hmm. Well, yes. So this Any is one of my sisters would loads. know would know how this works. Me, I'm the one that doesn't quite understand things. So yeah. Anyway, jeez. But yeah, so that was funny. And then, but didn't he eat? So Michael was trying to carbo load, and he ate like something with sauce. And then he ate a whole lot, but it was literally right before he was going to start running. Yeah. So it wasn't like the night before. It was right before what? the race started, and then he was sick. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. That was gross. And then, let's see. 
didn't some of them like get in a car and like yeah it was like end of the race no 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 they went to it was um oscar it was i think i think it was oscar jim and pam no jim and pam oh they walked yeah right right. i think it was oscar stanley and maybe no creed creed for sure yeah yeah, that, this, so obviously, as the first episode of the season, this one was so funny. It was great. It was great. Well, all of them are, but. All right. So, let's see. Okay, I think the next was the next one. Do you have the name of the next one? You missed the most important part of this episode. Oh, Angela and Dwight? No, Pam and Jim. You finally, they find out that they're dating. Oh, Okay. Yeah. But, like, they don't tell their coworkers yet. But it's just the two of them. Like, they... Wait, and they were walking, and they stopped and bought something at, like, a, a garage sale. Yeah. Oh, and then at the end of the race, mm-hmm. didn't they give Michael the lamp as, like, a trophy? I don't remember. I think they did. Probably. Something like that. But then Toby wins the race. I love the whole part where they're doing the check... <laughs> like, well, the checks are going to cost $200, so that brings us down. Oh, back. right, right, right. And Michael donates, like, $500 of his own money or something Right, like they're that. trying to raise the money, yeah, and they don't get that much, and then they, he wants to call, doesn't he call the press? He wants to yes. call the press, but it's not, it's somebody. It's literally, like, like, the Scranton Daily News or something, like, one guy from. But I don't even think it's somebody who's, like, a, a, te- a like, a reporter so much as, like, a, somebody who. Like a gossip columnist or something, yeah. you know, some somebody who does something other than news yeah. reporting. So that makes it kind of kind of funny too. But yeah, then they they uh, he wants to make it a big to do. So so yeah, so that's fun run. And did and because of Sprinkles passing away in the freezer, Dwight, Dwight and, and Angela, Angela break up. Right. Well, like is it there? I, I don't think they break up yet. They're just like she's just trying enough. to figure out what happened. Now that, like, you said, like, we were talking before about how tragic that situation really is. Yeah. And, like, can you imagine how much Angela, like, loves her cats? Oh, it'd be I mean, horrible. it's like she he killed her child. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, it's tr- it's, it's, it's traumatic. It's crazy that anything yeah. even, like, stays beyond that, you know? Not that pets aren't like your children normally. Next one. Dunder Mifflin Infinity. Oh my god, this, this is, is where Ryan, who was the intern and is now the boss of of Michael. Yeah. Like the new jam. Is yes, trying to implement these new Sales processes. Process. And he has a new he has a website. Yeah. And Michael's like, what in the heck? That website. I love the scene is where horrible. Jim's like, I thought we already had a website, and he pulls up and it's like Dunder Mifflin site coming Christmas two thousand one. Oh, <laughs> just a built page. This is also where though this one starts with Toby seeing Jim and Pam, and he sends out the office memo on PDA. Oh, and then yes, they admit right, it, right, and like he, they're like Toby, is that your fun little way of congratulating us? And Toby's like, uh, yeah, sure, even though he's creepy. And it's also, let's see, is this, this is also the the Blackberries, where he's, Ryan's um, trying to get him, to, and then it's also the gift basket? 
I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. so Michael's upset about this new website. And he's like, "There's nothing that can do better than our salesmen. Our salesmen are better yeah. than your your website." So he he decides to put together gift baskets for pr- potential customers, and <laughs> and he goes to one customer and he's giving him this gift basket and says, "Okay, now we can get your business right." And the guy's like, "No, I don't really think so." And they leave, him him and Dwight leave, and then he gets real upset, and he goes back, and they go back. Oh, oh he, does he, is this where he's driving the car? Yes. <gasps> okay, so he's against all the electronics. Like, he's against the website, and so he's turning on, he's using the GPS to get him back home, and it goes in the water. So he's upset, he gets all upset at this point, so he's, like, so irate, he's not thinking, well... You know, does he ever think really? And he goes back to the customer and is demanding, yelling and screaming, demanding the gift basket back. So, like you said, yeah, Ryan's the new boss, which is like, is this the one where he's in the office and then someone says, like, get out, you know, you're not supposed to be using this office for those interviews. Oh, I don't remember that, but I know that <laughs> that um, whenever he shows up in the office, Kelly gets all dressed up. Yeah. And she's wearing some kind of crazy, like... Dress loud or, dress yeah. you know and when she's she, just walking in like oh hey yeah, it's like, oh is Ryan it's be so here? cute because she's she's so funny I you know just her her perspective I guess and she's just trying to flaunt it mm-hmm. because she likes him so much and it's just it's just so cute it's so bad it's, really, it's sweet it's sweet in her own way and I mean she's sweet but like their relationship is so yeah, bad it's obviously, yeah garbage good. but yeah, so he introduces the Infinity. We have the Blackberries, which nobody knows how to use or it, yeah. function with. Who's One of them's, like, trying to mess with that. I think it's, like, Stanley, and he, like, can't even remember. He's just like, what do you even use this thing? Or, like, <laughs> why would you need this? Why would you need this? <laughs> like, but this is also when, um, because Ryan's thinking he's a hotshot now because uh-huh. he's the boss, and he kind of asks um, Pam out. Oh, yeah. And Jim makes a comment. Well, because she obviously turns him down. Yeah. And she's kind of shocked. And yeah. Jim makes a comment, I guess she, guess he can't have any girl. He wants. Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's because that he, he asked her to do the the sketch thing. Yeah, but then he wanted to go and to lunch like, or dinner Oh, or we can go to dinner and interview him. And she's, she's like, like, oh. And he's like, it's just dinner, Pam. And she's like, I'm dating somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Who, awkward. You? Very awkward. Yeah. But yeah, he thinks he's all that. I love um, Creed in these episodes. <laughs> With his hair, <laughs> like the black hair. He's oh, like, that's what's right. Up, dudes? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, as though that's, oh my gosh, that's right, because he wants to look really young. He tries So to. he's like, oh my gosh, that is hysterical. He is, he's, he's such an odd character. character. Like, I can't figure him out. Like, Michael, you kind of, you kind of know who he is. You know, he's just kind of this naive but yeah. what you know? But Creed, I don't get. Creed is out of I, his mind. Yeah, yeah. Creed is get like him really at all. out of his mind. Creed's <laughs> like, like Liam Neeson, but like whacked out, kind of. Because Creed's like knows like stuff, and like you can tell Creed like it's like drugs or like something. I don't know what you mean about Liam Neeson because I like Liam Neeson. I know, but like, <laughs> like I feel like Creed could like beat somebody up, you know, like he oh, could fight somebody. I see what you mean, and like. I think he has a whole, like, secret past and everything, you know? Like, Liam Neeson, his characters are 
like the guy to take it yeah. you know he's yeah. like this mysterious like old cia agent uh, situation you know or active CIA, whatever he is yeah like tough very person. very tough but secretive and mysterious mm-hmm. and that's kind of what creates whole vibe is but just like a so really funny. whacked out version of that oh my gosh but yeah so but man that scene with the with the lake is just really yeah. good but you know it is kind of I mean, I've been in IT, so it's hard for me to really, you know, understand how the what the office was going through with this automation kind mm-hmm. of thing. But people do struggle against it. Not so much your generation, but my generation, because it, it's, I don't know, it just takes out all the personalization mm-hmm. of something. And that's why Michael is like, no, our salesman, you know, we want the salesman out there, not some old website, because mm-hmm. it's the people, it's a humanity aspect yeah. that, that, you know, we don't want to give up, yet we do because it's more efficient. It's, it's that yeah. struggle. It's that struggle between humanity and... But I think that's kind of, of what we're seeing now, at least in, like, my organization we have you know salespeople who are really crucial to the team and it's like that's what sets us apart is we have the digital content that you need in order to properly you know get things done efficiently but we have the people that you like you need something you want to talk to a person you know it's like we need to help you call customer service because you want to speak to an actual person who will actually help you with things right away um I am so tired of the automated phone systems yeah. when you call somebody. Press one. I swear, sometimes I call and I just get, get fed into circles. Which is really you annoying know? because that only ends up making the customer more upset. Yeah. And you have a more upset customer by the time they get yeah. to a person. And then that poor person didn't deserve it. Like, they're just answering the next call, you know. When I when I call a customer service and they start that with me, the automated, mm-hmm. I just keep hitting zero. Yeah, because <laughs> I just There's, want to talk to you can, somebody. You can Google online. You can Google like for a number that has actually a first answer, and they can like tell you. Oh, so they'll say better. like call this number, or they'll be like call this number and press these series of things to get right to a yeah, person. Yeah, so frustrating. And like today, I called and because I had an, an a problem with something and with one of my credit cards, and they you know you have to type in your credit card number and give the last four digits of your social and tell them what your name is and what. Yeah. And then you get on with a person finally. You finally get a hold mm-hmm. of a representative. And they ask you the same, same questions. questions. And I literally said to him, I'm really sorry, but I already entered that information. Like, why do you yeah. need it again? I don't get it. Like, is it just to, like, take up time? I think so. Or what is it I feel for? like it must be. Just to feel like you're doing something productive for the few minutes that they can I Yeah, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, it's frustrating. Calls. So, I don't know. The human aspect um sometimes is like necessary i think it's just like yeah a balance of tech and and human because in some ways it's you know you're gonna have that greater struggle of one the business isn't gonna be able to grow as much as it could and two our salespeople wouldn't be able to handle the leads that they do if they had to take everything by like phone you know because we'll do like assessments for different businesses and stuff like that where you know you're working very closely with that customer but if they can give us all information first online that we can then take and assess that's going to just create a more efficient process and be better to help us get action with them you know Mm -hmm. or jump into action with them whereas if you know you had to 
slowly develop to the point it would take a long time. But it is, it is also important, you know, to have that person who's dedicated to, you know, mm-hmm. your success and have that human aspect. So I agree with Michael, but I think he, you know, <laughs> isn't seeing the... But I think, you know, it's also probably a personal thing for him, too, because he, like, started out as a salesman. He thinks that's, you know, the most wonderful thing, and he's such a, mm-hmm. like, supposed people person, so... Well, and I, th- I think it's so, it's even the aspect of, like, the gift basket. I think that's so funny. I don't... I'm, you don't remember, but when I was little, when you went to the grocery store, you got like yellow stamps or green stamps. Every time you went, depending on how much money you spent, you got these stamps and you'd put them in a book and you would save so many books of stamps and you mm-hmm. could turn it in for things. It's kind of like how Kroger now has, you know, you can, uh, whatever you, you get points for how much you purchase at Kroger and that goes toward you know, reduction in price of your gasoline. It's kind of like that. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I mean, I know that was kind of automated, but I think that's the whole point of, you know, that going that little extra mile to, like, give the customer something a little fun, you know. Yeah. Not that I guess you couldn't do that online too, but I, I totally see the human aspect and kindness and mm-hmm. that. Um, being emphasized so I, mm-hmm. I I like kind of agree with Michael a little bit on that but mm-hmm. I do order a lot online so yeah. I don't know about that 100 percent but I think it'll be interesting too to see how that turns out because I think we will see more people you know I think that on one hand might help people in that they're going sorry in that they're going to be able to work more from their phone you know we'll have just kind of everybody will who has a car will at some point turn on their Amazon delivery and they'll go deliver packages or something like that, you yeah. know? But on the other hand, it just does create less of a personal experience mm-hmm. and less, like, points of, of connection. So we'll see, but who knows? So, so yeah, they end up driving into the lake. <laughs> and that's just... I, my favorite part of that is at the end when they're, like, getting out of the car and Dwight's like, Michael, don't worry, like, I'll save you, like, we're good, like, you know, just freaking out and Michael just stands up in the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you realize it's, like, three feet, two feet deep, you know, like, nothing. (laughs) And Dwight's just like, oh, my God. And, of course, (laughs) me, I'm thinking the whole time, did they ruin the car just for this scene, you know? Like, because I'm like, what? (laughs) Oh, my God. But then Michael gets out of the car, too, and he's just, like, silent with that, like, stone look on his face, like, gripping onto the car. (laughs) So good. Oh, my word. All right. So then, launch party. So this is, they're hosting a launch party, and they kidnap the pizza guy. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That kid, he's so funny. I mean, he's obviously got this dry. He's in glee. Oh, is he? He's the kid who's in the wheelchair. I thought I recognized mm-hmm. him. I can't believe I didn't realize that's who it was, though. Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't. Yeah. Re- well, I haven't seen that, that show in so long, but yeah. I, I thought I would have recognized him. I, but, he, yeah, he looked really familiar. But that was funny. And, mm-hmm. and didn't Pam and Jim, are, are they're, like, trying to, they're kind of joking about it, but they realize this is, like, what, a felony? Yeah. You know, kidnapping. Michael's They're, like, should we go? Or, like, you know, are we accomplices? Like, everybody's right. kind of looking up, like, um, what do we do? Like, And he, and he, 
the whole reason why Michael kept him is he just wanted a discount on pizzas. Was that what it was? He like, yeah, he thought it was ridiculous to like pay however much and he wanted his coupons or something used. <laughs> and the kid's like, hey, I'm just, I'm just a delivery person. Yeah. And then Michael, Michael, Michael gets into it. Like he's yelling he, at the kid and it, like calling yeah. him names. And he's like. You're just a brat, and you don't yeah. understand sales. And he goes, "I'm just a delivery guy." <laughs> but kid, yeah, he's taking all of his anger for uh, Ryan out on. Oh yeah, yeah. On the guy, and isn't the that how he, they finally let him out? Is because because Ryan's like they were was, they were doing the webcast or something, and the kids like, and the kids on there saying, "Hey, I'm I've been taken prisoner. <laughs> I'm being or held here against yeah, my will." Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Ryan's like, did you just put so, someone on the webcam? <laughs> so I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that in the workplace before. No. That was a little over the edge. Although I have experienced situations where we're on conference calls mm-hmm. or, you know, people accidentally sh- say, and people say things they're not on mute and they say things and it's like, wow, that was not good. Yeah. Some of them are just kind of stupid things that mm-hmm. people just they're joking or whatever but some are not appropriate yeah. <laughs> at all they think they're talking to their buddy or whatever in yeah. their in the room and they're not on mute I yeah i've heard that, that quite a bit i think the new version of that is you don't remember that your computer is still attached to the screen or you forget to turn off message notifications or something so you'll have messages pop up from people, oh. or you'll be looking through emails okay. and stuff. Okay, I've I've actually done that. I've actually sent a, t- a an IM to someone who was giving a presentation. What did you say? Anything it wasn't bad? anything bad. I think it was I was frustrated about something. I was asking a question. Yeah. And she's like, she was actually giving a presentation to our like director above, oh my probably God. even. The, and it, she's just like, uh, don't don't IM me. But she should have. You can block it. I, yeah. I'm not gonna say she should have. Were you I in the presentation? With no, her? no, oh. I didn't know the presentation was going on, and I was just oh. IMing her, and and she didn't have me blocked. But that was my definitely my fault. I shouldn't have, you know. Well, no, because I mean, if you're that. going into that, like you have to kind of be prepared and know to like, you know. Yeah. So after that, I I learned to just say, "Do you have a minute?" <laughs> yeah. Before I send a an IM about something. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely, well, I, I think, my the, lesson. So new lesson. I didn't get in trouble or anything. It was just not cool. Yeah. You know, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. But I mean, at least it wasn't anything bad, you know? Oh, no. No, huh? So a lot of people I know, like, message about, like, office gossip or something like that. Oh, it's nothing like that. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So that happens. Oh, and this is the Andy's acapella. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. It is pretty sweet. And yes, where he sings to Aunt that that was this mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Where he sings to Angela, but he's got his friends. His friends are on the phone. And they just mm-hmm. all sing together. That was so cute. <gasps> Wait. This is the one where Dwight competes with the computer and Jim pretends to be the computer messaging Dwight. And he's like, haha. Or is it Pam? It's probably both of them. I don't remember he's pretending to message Dwight every time he gets a sale or something and is like, you know, I'm better than you and like oh, I just shit talking him and Dwight's trying really hard or something will happen that only Dwight would know and then the computer like messages him about it because Jim can see he's right next to him and oh my god, just like oh, that's so good. <laughs> Dwight Schrute. He's a crazy guy. Uh-huh. But yeah, so there's that. That's the launch party. There's a lot of these episodes that are all broken up into two. 
Because the first fun run was two. Dunder Mifflin Infinity was two. Launch Party was two. And now Money is two. Oh. This one's written by Toby. What do you mean is two? Two episodes for like one little remember that. Oh, that's why there were so fewer. So is this the one where Michael's in trouble? Money, yes. Okay, because we just talked about this. I love like one of the scenes in this, Jan. Mm -hmm. We could talk about that At the end of it. Because, yeah, you think that she's totally kind of blowing him off and kind of dismissive of him. Yeah. And he's trying to be the man of the house and not mm-hmm. let her know that there's any money problems. And and you got to respect him for that. Like, he's trying to be a stand-up guy, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't want her worrying about the money or anything. But... Should I, should I talk about? Can I yeah. talk about the end? And then at the end, I'm sorry. I thought it was so sweet. So he's since he's he's gonna jump a train and run away, and she catches him and she's like, "What's going on?" And he just says, "I I have to leave." And she said, she hops upon the train and she said, "Where are we going?" I de- I thought mm-hmm. that was so sweet. That was really sweet. She's like, "All right, I'm going with you. You were with me through everything, and I'm gonna be with you. You know." this yeah. I just thought that was nice I like that a lot knowing like Pam and how crazy she is overall though like it's still I agree that it's very sweet and a fun for upon first look I'm thinking oh you know that's really cute and that's great that they're so supportive of each other and blah 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 blah, blah. but like every other scene Jan has would point to her just being that way so that she can continue to get the most out of Michael, you know? Like every other interaction of hers with him is purely for her own gain. Well, she kind of said that. She said, yeah. you know, everybody was against her, even her family were advised. How the hell they But were no, there. I mean, like, not that like she was a, like alone with Michael. It's that like ev- the way that she treats him is all about oh, her, well, you true. know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, first of all, creating the money problems and stuff like that. But even, like, in just her relationship, like, she's very demanding of him. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about her, like, not about his wants or his needs or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole thing with she's going to yoga and he's working a second job. Yeah. And then she's like, I didn't go to yoga. And she had gone out drinking or something. Yeah. I don't remember. She pulls up and she's like, you drive him, like, too drunk. Yeah. He's like, oh, my he's God. He's trying okay. to fix everything. Yeah, but he... So, you gotta love him for that. He is a very selfless character at sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Emphasis on the sometimes, but he can be a pretty good, like, stand-up guy. Sometimes. He's got a good heart in yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Beyond all of his, like, blatant racism and sexism <laughs> and other major red flags. <laughs> oh but he God. honestly doesn't mean any harm. Yeah. He just... This scene also, yeah. this really makes me want to punch Ryan in the face when they're oh. in the PowerPoint meeting. And Ryan's like, is your thing interfering with your job performance? Oh, like, yeah. Here's your job. Like, then you can't, you know, it's like in front of everybody. Like, Michael's trying so hard. Like, he's like a little kid. Yeah. Just trying to figure things out. And I just think of, you know, anybody who's in a situation where they're working two jobs to make ends meet. They're no doubt tired and, you know, just doing their best and struggling to, you know. But that is a tr- that is a real thing. Yeah. I mean, it, at my old job, we weren't even, from what I understand of the rules, we weren't even allowed to have a second job unless our manager approved it. Yeah. You know, like, they, we had to be very careful. And, yeah. And, I mean, like, yeah. they don't want it to affect, you know, 
So, I mean, from that perspective, I could see it, but that's a conversation you have separately. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you, you, yeah. know, you sit down and you talk to the person. You're not like all yeah. up in their face. and Which like, um, obviously, you know, it's for television, but still just like yeah. Ryan being the little shit that he is <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, it just makes it so much worse, you know, even though it is just TV. You yeah. just get really mad and feel bad for Michael for yeah. everything. Oh, and this is when Pam and Jim go to Dwight's bed and breakfast. <laughs> the part oh, where word. where Moe's picks up the manure gives me like anxiety every single time because I think, oh my god, like Pam in that situation where she's right by Dwight and Moe's is picking up his stuff and like ready to throw it. I'd like shit myself. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, like, man. oh my god, I just if someone was throwing manure near me, I couldn't. Like, yeah, what that would be the, oh my god, nasty. it's so gross, but but, but there are some them. cute parts to it. I mean, they're trying to make the best out of it, and yeah, and Jim and Pam are like so happy that they're together, yeah, that they're they're having they're fun. going through this kind of awkward, yeah, bed and breakfast, you know, creepy scenario, weird. Yeah. yeah, but they're they're like okay, yeah, they're like laid back about they're it, and they're fun. just taking it all in, like when he's reading. The be- the good night story or the bedtime story he's reading was, was it Harry Potter what was yeah he's reading, reading Harry Potter yeah, yeah and they're just sitting there like all cute and just yeah hanging out but smiling. then you have Dwight crying in the middle of the night and it's just like oh, ugh. poor Dwight the worst he's just broken hearted about Angela he is broken hearted it really is sad seeing that I mean because he's such a he's so aggravating most of the time but yeah. then when you see his heart is just broken it's like so. wow, she broke him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this yeah. guy who, like, nothing would phase him. Well, I shouldn't say nothing phased him because things things aggravate him. But you know, would get him down yeah. or something to yeah. make him actually like cry and be, be down. Yeah, so. that was sad. Very sad. Next one is local ad. So this is when they film the commercial, which oh, uh, it makes me so sad hearing that song. The jingle that Daryl writes. It's so oh. good. Oh. Dunder Mifflin, people, persons, people. Well, and that, who was all singing it? There's like three or four people singing it, aren't they? Yeah. it's And they actually yeah. sound really good. They do. Yeah, and then Michael's like, no. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> like. But I think that the commercial that he puts together is really creative. It and is. It's, I think it's cute. I think it'd be hysterical to see a commercial like that on TV. You know, it's like if it ended fun. without the limitless paper in a paperless world, I think it, it would have sold. <laughs> oh, okay, I forget that. Just line. that, like, limitless paper, paper in a paperless, paperless world. world. Okay, so it's that's, like, that's a little kind of, bit contradictory. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's just such point? a Michael line of like <laughs> trying to make it the most like <laughs> dramatic. You know, <laughs> we have no limits. Like, that is pretty good. That and it just, like, good. he just has those lines that are just delivered, like, so deadpan and, mm-hmm. like, you know, 100%, like, conviction of that what he's saying is uh, correct. And uh-huh. you can just imagine him sitting there saying, like, limitless paper for a paperless world. <laughs> it's almost as good as so the... Why do, why do we exist? <laughs> it's almost as good as the... I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> superstitious but i am stitious it's like have you seen the house bunny before uh-uh it's she goes she they're ordering food at a restaurant and she goes 
I'd like the mahi mahi, but I'm not very hungry, so just the one mahi, please. <laughs> That's just such a great, like, that's uh, a lovable idiot line for sure. Most definitely. But, yes, yeah, so they do their little ad and Dwight and Andy, the kind of sub-storyline for this with their whole, Andy's telling Dwight everything about Angela and oh, Dwight's, yeah, and Dwight's crying in the His hallway. second life. Oh, my God. Oh, I love right. they brought yes. that into the that's show. Yeah. Like, that's just funny. Well, I, I know we just went to another subject, but back to the commercial. What I thought mm-hmm. was really sweet is that is Jim at the end. Jim sh- has this disc that, yeah. with the commercial and Michael's all bummed because, you know, the, the company wanted to use their version. Yeah. But then Jim is there and he shows it. Like, yeah. that's sweet. That's really sweet. So even though Jim makes fun of Michael and is like, oh my gosh, this guy, you know, he's also very thoughtful. Yeah. So I, I, I like that a lot. On the commercial, too, you have to wonder what they said to him that would make him think that he gets to shoot his own commercial. And, like, knowing Michael, why they wouldn't make it very apparent that... Well, no, don't you remember? They they had come to shoot the commercial. Yeah, yeah. And then he but kicked had... him out. And he said, I will do my yeah, own. But he knew that they were coming, you know? And he's like, oh, they're coming to, like, work with us to create a commercial. Oh, Not, oh, oh they're see. coming to film a five-second clip and... Well, because I you think know. he thinks everything, he's in, he should be in control of everything, everything. in his office. So yeah. I think he just thinks, yeah. Assumes, but you'd, you you'd think like the leadership team would be like, we are putting together a commercial. Right. We need a short clip of you guys for like five well, seconds of just saying, waving or whatever again, else, you know. Again, sometimes communication in a company is really bad. That's true. You know, I've been in companies where, we actually get memos that explain what's going on. And then I've been in some companies where you just don't know what the heck is happening. Just hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, oh man, that is a, the commercial at the end. That's very nice. Yeah, it's, I think it was cute. Yeah. And everybody had their little part and they were all so proud to be they're part like, of it. Yeah, they're like it was when they're watching everybody it. Everybody working together, yeah. really, in that one. When they're Even watching Creed. it and they're showing the different people and yeah. they're all like all excited about yeah. everything that they did for it. Yeah, that was nice to see yeah. everybody on the same page. Yeah. Like united. United against united. the the big guy. This is very one last note for me on it. I do love the scene where Andy tells Dwight that Angela's been saying D. Oh yeah. And then that's like oh, yeah. you see just a little spark of hope in Dwight's yeah, yeah, eyes, yeah. like transform into a renewed energy where he's like, All right, and like Andy it's not over. thinks he's she's saying and like D and D. Yeah. Yeah. Because Andy's just a complete idiot, but <laughs> Well he's <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> he's he's got like amazing like aptitude or something. Like the, yeah. he's got, he does these like amazing things and mm-hmm. then he's like such a knucklehead. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's weird. Complete. But Anything else to say on that episode? No, no. Okay, it's episode 10, Branch Wars. So Karen is now the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin, and Stanley's Stanley's trying to get out of Dunder Mifflin to get more money. Oh, right, right. And Karen's going to give him, and they do the prank on Karen, which is just like, 
ridiculous. The most awkward. I, again, so many cringy scenes with Dwight when he's peeing in the bottle in the back of the car. I'm Aww. like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. What is me. he thinking? Like, but of course, you know, Dwight he's, does that. But he's he's trying to do the right thing. Like, yeah. Well, I, we don't want to stop again, so I'm just going to do whatever It's, you know, it like takes. him with Meredith in the fan for two days, like yeah. being oh. powered by oh. not running her hospital bed, you know, like. Oh my God. That's just such a Dwight, like, of course he, you know, is concerned about the... The efficiency of him not having to go to the bathroom or stop to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he is all about efficiency. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But then That's I love, funny. like, have you, do you recall this episode very well? Well, yeah, what part you mean? What do you mean? So when they all go to Raid Utica. Oh, yeah. And the three of Dwight them. and Michael it's are like Dwight, calling Jim. Michael, and, and Jim's Jim. in the parking lot. Yeah. And he sees Karen, and then Karen comes over to him, and he's like laid down in the car, <laughs> yeah. like, and he's got the, the mustache, mustache on. and the uniform on. I just like, I think is there a scene at the end of that where she's like felt pretty good or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I just like that must feel like to see your ex in that kind of situation where they just look like a complete idiot, idiot. like. Yeah. And then Pam too, you know, because I'm sure she's like, ugh, like Pam, you know, inserted herself into my situation or whatever, and. So she's like, wow, Pam is really dating this absolute fucking idiot. Like, thank God. You know, I, I didn't, I got out of there. They're trying to like, who would do, computer. I mean, who would do something like that? It's Michael just bizarre. Scott. And he was, they, they were trying to steal the, pr- the, the, the print, the copier, copier printer, what? whatever. The heck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the printer, the, yeah, printer. It's so good. in the world? Like, they just do not have much foresight at all. I don't know where he all. comes up with these things. Yeah. But that's so good. And well, and then, um, Stanley ends up staying. It's kind of right. Like he small... said he was just trying to do it to get a raise anyway. Yeah, he wasn't really going to go. Yeah, which I thought was odd. And I and and he says Michael must be some kind of brilliant like person to like yeah. really get me to stay, but he doesn't have to give me a raise. Yeah, but Michael wasn't. I mean, he was. You know, he was He's being a dingus. Yeah, yeah. yeah that That's was... a good one. So the next one, Survivor Man, is written by oh. Steve Carell. Oh, oh, painful. Or is it written or directed by Steve Carell? It's written by Steve Carell, which is pretty, pretty great. You know that. So yeah, he wants to be like a, yeah, he wants to be like the man and he wants to go out and survive on his own. And he's wearing a suit. Like what? What? But then he's like taking it off and like, I'm going to use those pants to like filter the water or whatever he does. Is this the one where, where, it might not be it, but is this the one where Dwight says, if I was going to leave you in the woods, I would cut off your fingertips oh yeah he's he's going into all these details of what he would do to somebody if he left him and um, (laughs) they were like what it's like the um the i forget what episode it is but pam's talking about how they only have like two sets of keys to the office Mm -hmm. and dwight's like (laughs) yeah and they're like well Wait, what if something happens to you? And he's like, if anything happened to me, you guys will have been dead for weeks. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, that's just such a good, like, Dwight line. <laughs> he could be, like, a, a serial killer He really could. I mean, he's, you know, he's but... crazy. I love the the part, though, where he's being interviewed about Michael, and he's like, I will, like even let harm come to him like i will even let him die like i will not oh, right. interfere but i will I'm, not interfere but right. i will never let him lose his pride and then it flashes to like a scene of michael sitting there in his underwear and his suit shirt like or his dress shirt like 
just completely fucking everything up. <laughs> and then Dwight <laughs> stops him from eating poisonous mushrooms. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. oh my god. What is he thinking? Oh my word. It's so good. But then the secondary storyline of Jim and the birthday parties is also pretty, pretty good. And I think it's an interesting look at, you know, efficiency versus trying to be personable in the oh, workplace. Putting and stuff like that. where he puts the, all the trying to put all the birthdays into one party. Into one party, yeah. and then everybody's like, "I want this cake. I want that cake." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, this is crazy." Yeah. But then, and then in the end, when Michael comes back, didn't Michael say, "Yeah, I tried that already." Yeah. Did he say something like yeah, that? And, and Jim's like, like "Oh no, no, I'm like thinking like Michael." Yeah. Like, he's awful. like freaking out. But it just like, I don't know. In theory, it sounds like such a good idea. Like, I think I would enjoy that because then all the focus wouldn't be on me for my birthday Mm -hmm. because I don't like that. But, you know, I feel like everything you can celebrate in an office, you have to, you know, because that's where you work. Like, it can be hard sometimes. And it's nice to have all those little breaks to celebrate. But, you know, it's funny because one company worked out on our birthday, we brought in stuff. We yeah. brought in, like, donuts or whatever. Yeah. But at another company, they would, like... Actually, what they did is they kind of collected money, like, yeah. for the year. And then you would get a birthday cake on your birthday. And everybody yeah. would come over and, you know, chat and whatever. So, so what I loved the best of the of places that I've worked at that have had birthday situations is the last one I worked at had birthday buddies, so mm-hmm. someone on the team who was like kind of an office administrator, kind of like coordinator mm-hmm. kind of person, they took down everybody's like name. And when you first got hired, you took a survey of like what your favorite kind of foods uh-huh. or your favorite drinks mm-hmm. or things that you liked and your hobbies or your interests and all that kind of stuff. And then it was passed off to a secret birthday buddy whose job was to decorate your desk and like fill it with your favorite things oh, for your birthday. So... One of my fellow coworkers did it for my boss that was their birthday buddy, so mm-hmm. they had to decorate my boss's office. And so they put, you know, like printed out pictures of their dog wishing them, like, happy birthday, mom, and put them all over the office and, like, all these crazy wild streamers, like, mm-hmm. everywhere because my boss was super, like, excitable and stuff. So, well, but didn't they do that when you first started there, too? Didn't they? That was they decorated decorate your desk your to desk. start with yeah, you. That's, yeah, that's but so even great. that was different because that was just, like, you know, what are your favorite? characters from our brand or Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff or you know what's Mm -hmm. your favorite color but this quiz is much more in depth like what do you do for fun like what is your favorite food what is your favorite drink like what's your favorite movie what's your favorite tv show like everything that could possibly cover something so that there's a lot of options for the birthday buddy you know you know about that i tell you one of the best things a company worked at one time and it was a tough 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 job but we had so much fun because the people I worked with were great personalities and we'd be working hard, Mm -hmm. but we would like joke around, like not goof off, but like Mm -hmm. joke around or whatever during the day. And it was so much fun. It made it so much better. And I remember on our boss's birthday, we snuck in a helium tank and we filled her entire office with balloons. Mm -hmm. So she, when she got in, it was like, she couldn't even get in her office. Like she had to, you know, start pulling the balloons out. Mm-hmm. And stuff, stuff like that is so fun, and it makes the workplace so much nicer. I mean, yeah. obviously you can't do that in all, all kinds of places, but mm-hmm. it's not like you're losing efficiency or you're taking up time or whatever, really. Yeah. You're, you know, we all 
we all worked mm-hmm. overtime anyway. But, you know, things like that in the office are nice. And I can remember people having, I don't know, 40th birthday parties or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people setting up their offices, like, with pranks. I know there was one where they collected pop cans for mm-hmm. weeks from everybody on the floor. Mm-hmm. And when the person came in, they had, like, the cans stacked up against the wall of the cube. It was mm-hmm. a pretty high high wall cube and then when the person walked in there was a string across the doorway so when they walked in (gasps) all the cans got knocked over and it was hysterical and it was fun like nobody got upset because it wasn't anything mean you know it was just funny and it was cute and you know people used to do things like that like the last place I worked they really didn't do Do anything anything like that you know people didn't it was, everybody was so serious and on edge, mm-hmm. you know, that they, yeah, they wouldn't have done something like that. But it really does make... It makes a difference. Make, yeah, it makes the workplace a little bit more fun. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there is, you know, you have to be serious and get your stuff done, but... but it's, you know. you're spending a lot of time there. So yeah, yeah, and they, they are, they become your family. Yeah. And, you know... That was, like, I really, um, my last job, whenever, like, a trailer for something that the company was producing came out, everybody's always like we get a notification or something so everybody's always jumping on their computers mm-hmm. to go watch it mm-hmm. and then it's like you hear people in their offices down the hallway with the trailer turned up like watching it and then everybody's freaking out that's so cute. like that's deep what's coming on or like oh my god you know what do we know about this mm-hmm. or you know all that kind of stuff and it's fun to have people who because they work there are interested in it just like you are and you mm-hmm. kind of like have a moment where you talk about it like mm-hmm. the the afternoon that the Star Wars trailer, well, the teaser trailer came out for the last episode, mm-hmm. we probably spent, like, a solid half hour, <laughs> like, the people in my little cube area and, like, one of the kids across the hall just talking about, like, okay, like, what do we think this means? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's mm-hmm. happening or, you know, what's going on? So it's, like, those kinds of things, too, where we can, it's an opportunity to engage with company property, right. but also... Right, and you're all together you know, and you're all yeah. enthusiastic about something yeah. and it kind of, it's like a And that makes you, thing, you know, you know, fuel into your work because the things that we're working on or if they're not, like, directly affecting that or related to it or anything, they, like, at least deal with that intellectual property mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. So it's a lot of fun to yeah to kind of have those things. But, yeah. So, yeah, consolidated birthday, that just wouldn't fly. Wouldn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And then Michael comes back from his survivor maintenance. Yeah. Can't handle it. Yeah. So the next one, the deposition. Oh, this is a rough one. Oh, with this him is where and they Jan. go. They bring oh, out his diary. Yeah, that was really tough. It's just like, it's just sad. It's just sad. Yeah. Because he finds out that, like, Jan screwed him over. And right. And Dunder Mifflin screwed him over. Right. But somehow in the end, he's like, but Jan screwed me over more. Like, Dunder yeah. Mifflin at least, you know. Yeah. And I think he... He kind of stood up for them. He... Yeah. I, I forget what it, how exactly what the situation was but yeah yeah, yeah that was truth. yeah yeah it yeah that was very sad mm-hmm. somebody you counted on and mm. yeah it's it's unfortunate but then on the other hand the ping pong tournament taking place between jim and pam oh. and kelly and <laughs> daryl i just love well, kelly's just... like attitude <laughs> she's well, like i don't talk trash i talk smack <laughs> <laughs> she is hysterical she's really good but yeah and it's but isn't isn't she She's talking smack to Pam, Pam and yeah. Pam's like, "Jimmy, you gotta, you gotta, 
yeah. like play him because I'm like so done with this. Like, my, oh I my god. My favorite though is at the end when Kelly starts talking shit and then or talking smack and then Pam's like, all right, Kelly, like, let's go. And they're going to play the ping pong game. Right, but right, then right. neither of them can hit the ping pong more than like one time consecutively. <laughs> so it's just like, go, go, <laughs> like, starting the game over and over again. And then Daryl and Jim are just like, all right, let's go. Yeah, whatever. Out. Like, this is stupid. That's funny. But, yeah. So it's both a funny and a really sad episode. Kelly comes up with Michael. these quirky Kelly's Her lines great. are like really good. <laughs> My sometimes. favorite. Have we seen? I don't, yeah, we've seen it already. Yeah, I think in the first episode when, um, when Ryan comes back after having the position, he like oh, first yeah, comes yeah. to the office, and she goes. Ryan, I'm pregnant. And then this flashes to the yeah. so- solo of her, and she's just quiet, shaking her head, like, <laughs> doesn't say no or anything. She's just like, mm. like, how could she do that? It's like, what in the heck? Callie's just, like, the personification of, like, every crazy, like, girl trope, you know, of willing to do or say anything. To get a guy. To, to get a guy, but to, like, trap him or, you know, take advantage of him. and Crazy. So good though. I I love that scene. Ryan, I'm pregnant. No, <laughs> like just a little head shake. So good. Um, dinner party next. This is I hate this episode so much. Where Michael and Jan have oh, everybody. It's just oh, like well, it's just a couple people. Oh, it's and, like watching a train wreck. Happen. Yeah, and they're arguing yeah. and oh my god, like it is oh, a dumpster fire. Of, yeah. Oh man. Good. Well, just like. And every aspect of it too, you know and that like doesn't Ryan and Angela just show up? Don't Dwight and Angela. Show? Oh, Dwight, Dwight and, Angela. and Wait. Wait. And Andy and Angela, and I'm, then I'm Dwight and, and the Andy, his yeah. former babysitter that he's having oh. relations with. <laughs> right. I just like it's just so cringy from start yeah, to finish. Like that's not good. from cornering Jim and Pam into the dinner to. Dwight and Angela coming up and like Andy or not Dwight and Angela, Andy and Angela coming up and Andy's trying to like impress everybody and then Dwight just showing up and Jan doesn't want him there and then Michael trying to convince people to buy Jan soaps like it's just oh, a long right. and they go are we rack. here just to invest in your company and yeah then they ugh. just oh, yeah that was oh my god really and when awkward. Jan confronts Pam about dating Michael oh. and Pam's like wait what like <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just like a, such a and long, she, awkward. Is it? Her, I, and people make comments about Pim, Pam being being like the office mattress, yeah, the office, and, and she's like, "What? what? <laughs> she's dated like two people." Yeah, you know. It's just because she's you know, she's cute. The youngest, yeah. yeah. That too, but oh man, that's just so good. But that's so sad because it's like, yeah, Michael finally leaves Jan, and I mean, yeah. happy that you know he gets out of that, but like, ugh. You know, yeah, it's ugly. It's a gross situation. But then in the next episode, Michael tries to get back out into the dating scene with the chair model. <laughs> who, oh, he tries to find her? Is yeah. He tries to find her and, and then finds she's, out she's passed away. Yeah, she's passed away. But oh. then he asks everybody in the office for their best date recommendations. And, oh, my God, I love this scene. <laughs> Phyllis is like, I might have a friend for you. And he's like, Phyllis, could she go in a rowboat? <laughs> like... 
would she fit in a rowboat? <laughs> like he's like, Phyllis, would she be able to sit in a rowboat or would it capsize? She's Aww. like, no. Oh, <laughs> like no. keeps pushing me. <laughs> but I just love that. Like <laughs> Michael immediately like. Phyllis is a million and one things, she's, but the fact that Michael immediately jumps to like wait, like when she dumping over, not like is she an you know an older woman who mm-hmm. likes to knit and kind of mm-hmm. subdued and whatever, like no. Oh my gosh, it's just well she tip over a rowboat. It's such a good one, and then they also bring together the the like gods or the bosses of. Scranton, so it's like Bob Vance and oh yeah, and all the like leaders of local business, right, right, to try and talk about the uh, parking stuff. Oh, because oh, this is the opening. Cause the parking scene. is cut off. Uh, uh, they're they're doing something in yeah. the parking area, and then was it Creed or no? It was Stanley saying he had to. No, it wasn't Stanley. It was Kevin. He had to walk so Kevin had to walk so far. He's like it was horrible. It's like, <laughs> it's like Jim and Pam are voicing it over. And Jim and Pam are like, some of us, like, aren't so happy about the walk. Like, some of us really like the walk. Some of us are really struggling. And it's Kevin, like, this will kill me. (laughs) 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 Have you you seen the broccoli episode with Kevin yet? I don't think so. Oh, my God. I don't know. Can I tell you about it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, they're they're trying to do their New Year's resolutions or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um... Kevin's New Year's resolution was to eat a vegetable this year. <laughs> oh, no. And so Michael's trying to get everybody in a meeting to follow up on their resolutions, like, right away. You know, mm-hmm. he's, like, yelling at them. And he takes a, a big, like, stalk of broccoli <laughs> and, like, shoves it in Kevin's face and is trying to get him to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen this And Kevin's that. crying. <laughs> he's like, Michael, no. But it's, like, broccoli, you know, like... <laughs> terrible but kelly is like michael stop it you're killing him like yeah oh my god it's just <sighs> oh that's such a good one kevin really has just some of the best scenes. he is just so weird <laughs> he's so oh. funny oh no that that's coming later hmm. uh, when when toby's replacement comes and the mm-hmm. whole thing with mm-hmm. kevin okay we'll have to talk oh about that god. later that is oh wonderful god. okay so chair model <laughs> On to night out. So this is when Michael and Dwight go to New York to see Ryan and his friends. And they, did, is that when they pick up those two girls? They, they're like the basketball team of girls. Oh, okay. Um, but then Ryan is very obviously like really on some drugs and oh, like yeah, a yeah. deep in alcoholism and mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> My favorite thing when Dwight comes in and says to his friend, and he's like, you think you could be in The Hobbit? To <laughs> like, <laughs> Ryan's friend. Oh my god! Just like that's such a Dwight. Like he doesn't mean it with any offense or anything, right, you right. know. He's like, "That's wonderful. You're like a Tolkien character. Like, you look at you being the Hobbit. Like, oh, it's so good." But then the subplot here is the situation with the office where they can't get the keys to 
get out or get in or yeah, what, one or the what other. Is are they are they outside and they can't or are they in a they, area that they're they locked can't get in out on of? the grounds? They are working late and they accidentally get locked in on the grounds. Like the gates closed. Oh, they can't get they out can't the get gate. Out. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then they they call the somebody to open it up. Like mm-hmm. I don't know the the maintenance person or mm-hmm. something. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he won't come. He doesn't come. Yeah. And then he goes. They keep calling him, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm getting ready now. Yeah. But I guess it, because he they didn't give him a Christmas gift, or Michael didn't give oh. him a Christmas gift or something. I don't know. But then he finally gets there, and by then they're gone. But yeah. I can't remember how they got out now. Um, shoot. They ended up, the cleaning crew comes in. Oh, okay. Oh, that's such a good scene, too, because the cleaning crew comes in, and everybody's like, Oscar, you talk to them, like, because you speak Spanish. And he's <laughs> like, guys, they don't know. But then he tries speaking English to them, and they don't understand. <laughs> She's like, oh, damn it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you really want to root for Oscar, because right. he's really trying to, like, know. be correct and, mm-hmm. like, you know, do the right thing. And, you know, I mean, obviously, he's in a precarious situation, not precarious, but a um, unique situation, too, as a LGBTQ+. Well, you know, he's, you know, I mean, he's Latino one of man. the normal ones. He is one you of the know, normal ones. You know, he's probably he's sane, yeah. the most, like, yeah, sane, like, normal. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, Jim and Pam are always goofing around and stuff, mm-hmm. and Oscar's just trying to do his job. Like, yeah. he's just trying to get through the day, like, More so be a than good anybody, guy. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Because even, like, Phyllis, who you think is kind of normal, is still, like, She's, a little wonky, yeah. and, like, Stanley it can be very, yeah, like... Yeah, they're all... Strange. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and but, I guess yeah. even maybe Toby's kind of normal if you want. Well, Toby's so shy like always looks so depressed mm-hmm. and just you know. Well, this is the episode then where he accidentally puts his hand on Pam's leg without thinking, Uh-oh. and then immediately announces that he's moving away to Costa Rica, like oh, to cover up the situation. That's good. The next one is did I stutter with Stanley when Michael's picking on him during a meeting and. Stanley's oh, like, Stanley leave me yells alone. at him. And then he's like, did I stutter? Like, and Michael freaks out and they just. Didn't somebody say that he, Stanley would have to be fired for acting like that or something? And, and Michael doesn't want to. Fi- Is Ryan yeah. there? He like says he's going to fake fire him. I think. Maybe Toby, I don't remember. I think Toby like Toby gives him like a Ryan talk about somebody. it and it's like, you can't, yeah. your subordinates, you know. Okay. And then Michael's like, I'm going to fake fire him or whatever. And then. You know, right. Stanley's obviously like, what the fuck are you thinking? You know, you can't fake fire me. Like, mm-hmm. so he clears everybody out and they have a talk and Michael starts crying. <laughs> Stanley's like, I don't respect you. <laughs> like, get your shit together. But, oh man, that's such a good one. Um, I don't really remember this storyline well, but Dwight buys Andy's car and sells it for more money. Oh yeah, I remember that. Them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just like... The sil- like, such a Dwight way to get back at somebody for something, you know? Like, not keying his car or something, but, right. like, m- getting something out of it, you know? He's right. so, like, resourceful and thrifty and all that kind of stuff that that's hilarious. Um, Pam wears her backup glasses, and people have a weird attention with her. I feel like that wasn't a big thing, but it's listed as a subplot hmm. here. And then, oh, Jim gets the four... Oh, this is a good one. So, Jim gets a warning from Ryan about how he's not doing as well and he needs to watch out and be oh, careful. Oh, right. So, Jim actually says, he's, says I'm going to actually have to try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to do, like, the craziest thing I've ever had to do at this job. Try. Like, <laughs> something like that. Which leads into the next episode with him trying to get the golf client. 
who he's trying to impress him during the game. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, keeps asking about his business, but, mm-hmm. like, the guy is really hesitant, and Jim just, like, it's interesting to see, you know, the way that Jim interacts with salespeople as a po- or people he's selling to as opposed to, you know, like, Michael or mm-hmm. Dwight, who are just so intense and, like, don't take no for an answer. You know, Jim's... Mm-hmm. It's refreshing to see, like, an actually realistic take on yeah. what a salesman would do, except for the end, you know, when he refuses to let him leave without giving him his business. Because <laughs> he's just absolutely desperate. Um, but then this is the... Oh, man. So, two kind of secondary plots here. One, Dwight and Angela are the only ones in the office. So, that's interesting. Oh. Kind of rekindles the dream. But then, two, the summer internship. Job oh, fair. oh, that so, is so sad. That is so sad. Where the one kid is, like, mm-hmm. talking to him, and then Michael's... Michael's like, like you're not, like, a good He's insulting us. him. He's and so mean. Really mean. And then, at the end, they don't have anybody. And then, he goes mm-hmm. back to the kid, and the kid's like, you didn't want me before. <laughs> like, this what? makes me think of... The episode um, where Michael goes to Ryan's business school and oh, Ryan's talking so like, sad. you know, Dunder Mifflin's a failing mm-hmm. company, mm-hmm. like they're blind to like efficiency. Mm-hmm. Like that's the situation here is mm-hmm. R- Michael is just completely blind to the possibility right. of progression or that people wouldn't want to work for Dunder Mifflin, you know, because he's right. just like thinks it's the most right. wonderful thing ever. So, but you know, isn't that just, interesting though that Ryan did that to Michael? Like, said it's yeah. a failing company, and then had Michael come in. Yet Ryan got the promotion, and is yeah. all gung ho about Dunder Mifflin at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting yeah. twist. And he's all and as soon as he gets seasons. the position of power, you right, know, he's, right. It's he's, he's all behind it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, this is this is sad. And then Pam goes to get the one sheet of paper, and she's trying to tell Jim about everything. He can't hear her on the phone or whatever because he's trying to help the client. It's just, and then she gets her opportunity for graphic design. Oh yeah, to get out of Scranton, which I feel like this that's kind of like symbolic that situation with like the phone call with Jim when he can't really hear her and she's trying to explain like mm-hmm. she had to go all the way back to Scranton or to the office to get the paper. It's the beginning of we're starting to see a little bit of trouble with Pam and Jim. Not uh-huh. bad, but just right. A little bit more of, like, a realistic, like, right. struggles and growing pains of a relationship. So, I'd say, like, they're, the purpose for Pam and Jim is, like, a realistic relationship, yeah. you know? I agree. Because I'd honestly say that either Michael and his partner or Dwight and Angela are, like, the fairy tale couple. No, Michael and his partner are, like, the fairy tale, like, love story couple, and then Dwight and Angela are, like, the will they or won't they couple, you know? Although, I guess Jim and Pam are kind of like the beginning. But I don't know. I feel like they all serve a unique purpose yeah, in yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely different. And then we end with another two-episode one called Goodbye, Toby, which has so much going on. Oh, my gosh. They're planning the Toby goodbye party, and finally Phyllis gets her spot planning for the party or helping plan for the party and she throws like the best party ever I mean because Jim's trying to get her to do things so that's a great proposal environment for Pam oh that's right like she, the fireworks yeah they get the, the fireworks fair, and all that and Ferris wheel yeah, yeah. yeah all that stuff um but then Holly does come in at this point and this is where we have that situation with Kevin 
Where they say oh, he's. Okay. What did they say? They okay, say so, he's. So Toby's leaving, so his yeah. replacement is Holly, Holly. Holly Flax. And somebody, is it Jim that says that, tells her that Toby's challenged? Yeah. Like mentally challenged. Mentally challenged. I so think she it's ta- she's something. like very careful with him and, mm-hmm. you know, is very kind mm-hmm. and, and, um, I guess calm with I with think him. It's, Dwight says we've hired him through like a mentally like pro, like a program for like mentally challenged. Yeah, was it Dwight? Parker. Yeah, I, I guess it would have been. I don't think it would have been Jim. I don't think he yeah. would have done that. But sure. yeah, and then oh my gosh, their their interaction, the interaction between Holly it's and Kevin so is so funny, and it's it lasts a couple episodes. Doesn't Kevin's it? Kevin's just like being normal. Yeah, and, like completely yeah. not. You know, yeah. he thinks she's just very interested in him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just like oh my god. Makes you wonder what other kind of girls are interested in oh, Kevin if they completely weird. just are acting like. Well, isn't you know, isn't at some point isn't Kevin like, engaged at some point and then they break he's up? He's engaged and, like the beginning of the show and then yeah something happens. Like, I think what? they kind of, I think Kevin was maybe intended to be a little bit different than he ended up being, mm. and obviously being this like huge buffoon does not really like <laughs> pay play into a love story or anything. You know, I mean. You have a, I mean, he's crying eating broccoli. Like, doesn't really speak like fiance material, you mm-hmm. know. But then having that ex girlfriend is kind of or ex fiance is an interesting fodder for his character as mm-hmm. as you move forward throughout the show. But that's just so good. You find out that Jan's pregnant, which is oh, so that's such a, a sad, sad one scene. though too. Because it's because during their relationship. What the hell? Yeah, he she, yeah. so she during their relationship said she didn't want children. Yeah, and Michael wants them so badly. Yeah. and then they break up, and then she said all of a sudden she said she's pregnant, and she doesn't want she didn't well, want the child to be Michael's. Well, that because she, she only had one shot at it, which was really mean. mean. But that she also. Like, she got the donation during her relationship with Michael. Oh, yeah. Like, she was yeah, yeah, technically yeah. got pregnant while she was still dating him, which is just crazy. Which is even worse, right? Yeah. Like, knowing that he wanted children. And then. And then, not only that, but they were together yeah. when she. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was, was horrible. Awful. That was really, really mean. And then he sticks with her and helps her. And he goes to the, her classes but with her. But that's because, like, you know, he wants a child. I and know. He's like, it's you know, just, it's this so is sad. My, but again, she's taking advantage of him. Yeah. He's not good enough, you know, to be the father of her child, yet he's, yeah. you know, she uses him. And, yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that at all. I didn't like that plot twist. And another couple unfortunate other sad things. Andy proposing to Angela instead of Jim being able to propose to Pam. Oh, you okay, yeah, right. It wasn't during the fireworks at the end. Jim mm-hmm. is, like, all ready to propose, and then Andy's, Andy's like, like, hey, everybody. Like, I, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have put together a better moment. Yeah, and then, like, and my parents like, are well, here. Yeah, I, did, I did this. So. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. but it's so uncomfortable because Angela's like, stop looking at me, like, you mm-hmm. know. No, like, I mean, obviously she says yes, but, you know. Or no, she doesn't even say yes. She says, okay, and he goes, she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> God, it just makes you wonder, like, Andy, yes, can be intelligent or, like, he's very good at manners and stuff, but at points he just, he's so removed from the world. Like, Mm -hmm. to be looking at someone who's saying, okay, to marrying you, that's not, like, she said yes, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what Mm -hmm. the hell? But there's that, that's sad, and then Angela and Dwight are caught in the office together. (gasps) That's right. Phyllis caught Kevin, didn't she? Which is interesting. Which gives her some power for later episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's good for for Phyllis. But then 
the best part, my favorite part of this episode or these series of episodes, besides the Kevin situation, is Jim like calling um, Ryan about the message and everything, like leaving him a message about you know his job performance or something like that. Oh yeah. And then they see sees the thing about him getting arrested for fraud, oh, and he yeah. calls back, and he is like, "Never mind. Looks like you're a little uh, tied up at the moment." <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. So good. Like, you're just really happy for Jim in that moment that yeah. he, you know, has that moment to say, fuck you, I'm doing mm. fine. Like, you're the one who's fucking up here. You have no right to judge me on my business. Like, yeah, one. that was... Who who expected that? I sure didn't expect really? Ryan to... Yeah. But it's good. Mm. So, but that's all the episodes. Did we get through them all? Oh yeah. my gosh. There's only 19. But they were, like, broken down, so there was only technically, like, for topics, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, wait, hold on, sorry. So there's 19 total episodes for the season, but there are five sets of two. So the there's end of this one, season. Two, three, four, five. So, so at the end of so this... fourteen, like, okay. section two. So at the end of this, this season, then, Angela and Andy are engaged, but Jim and Pam are not yet. Mm-hmm. And what else? And Ryan just got... Ryan just got arrested. Just got arrested for... Jan's pregnant. Jan Jan's pregnant. Okay, yeah. Dwight and Angela are still, like, together. Together, but they're... Well, they're, they're back together, but it's secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then, does, is, does Jan have the baby already, or is that next season? Next season. Okay. And then Holly's here now, too. Yeah. Holly it's Holly was house. a really good addition, because at first I thought, oh, she's, like, really normal. And she is really normal, mm-hmm. but she's got this quirkiness that yeah. is so much like Michael. But it's yeah. so much more subtle. It's like you know? they meet in the middle with their weirdness, but, yeah. like, Michael's the, like, asshole version, and she's, like, the nice right. person right. version. Yeah, but that's he, a good... She's, you know, making mm-hmm. him a better person, and so it's very good. Yeah, I, that's that's a up, up note. Mm-hmm. Does it come, come full circle in this? Not full circle. You come a long way in this season. So, yeah. Okay. It will. Thanks for listening. Okay. So, anything else? this and so next next time we'll hit season, season five, five and see what happens how many seasons there are nine ten, ten seasons ten, so we're halfway wow. there wow at nine or ten maybe nine let me see it's a long way might be nine yep nine so we have four right five six seven eight oh five left okay okay all right bye-bye now so all right well i guess it's time to say Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.